Welcome to the Exploring Unschooling podcast. I'm Pam Larickia, longtime unschooling mom and author. Join me and my wonderful guests for interviews, information, and inspiration about unschooling and living joyfully with your family. You can find the episode show notes, your free introductory ebook, What is Unschooling?, and lots more information at livingjoyfully.ca. And here's the show. Hello, explorers. I'm Pam Larickia, and this is episode number 147 of the podcast. It's the 24th of October, 2018, as I record this intro. This week on the podcast, I have the pleasure of speaking with Robin Robertson. Robin is an unschooling mom with two kids, ages 9 and 12, and she hosts the podcast, Honey, I'm Homeschooling the Kids. I was a guest on her podcast last year for episode five, and I put the link in the show notes if you're interested in listening. Now I get to ask her the questions, and we have a wonderful conversation, diving into her family's early travels, their move to unschooling, figuring out what unschooling looks like for them, her favorite thing about the flow of their unschooling days, and lots more. As a personal update this week, Michael started a new job last week, working for a production company on location film sets. It's a great fit for him, getting paid alongside the opportunity to learn the ins and outs of how a film set works, as well as networking, including with stunt coordinators who hire the stunt performers. He's really enjoying it so far. And being on location means a lot of variety. So there's a few days here and then a few days there and then on to someplace else. As well as lots of layers of clothing for extended time outside now that the colder weather is here. And Lissy's coming for a visit next week. We already have lots of plans for fun projects around here. So I'm really excited about that. As a community update, I want to thank everyone who has chosen to support my unschooling work like this podcast and my website through Patreon. I deeply appreciate all my patrons. Their generous support is vital for helping me freely share information and inspiration with anyone who's curious and wants to explore the fascinating world of unschooling. If you'd like to join my community of patrons and scoop up some great rewards along the way, check out the Exploring Unschooling page at patreon.com. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com forward slash exploring unschooling. And with that, let's get to my conversation with Robin. Welcome. I'm Pam Larickia from livingjoyfully.ca and today I'm here with Robin Robertson. Hi, Robin. Hi, Pam. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you. Just <laughs> as a little bit of an introduction, Robin is an unschooling mom with two fun-loving kids and she's also the host of the podcast, Honey, I'm Homeschooling the Kids. I love that title. <laughs> 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 I am really excited to dive into her journey and to get us started. Robin, can you share with us a bit about you and your family? Yeah, uh, like you said, I were a family of four. My husband and I and our two kids, our oldest Ronan is 12 and our daughter is nine. Her name is Zara. And we live actually currently in northern Alberta, Canada, and we live on a farm. Uh, very different from our previous years, but we really, really love it. And we unschool. We live our life here, a quiet, very quiet life here. <laughs> Northern Alberta. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, have you got snow yet? Actually, today. It's, oh. The snow has been falling this morning, so oh. it's stopped now. But yes, we have snow on the ground as we speak. <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome. Now, you alluded to this, and when your kids were younger, you and your husband had decided to embrace travel. Mm -hmm. um, so I was wondering if you could uh, tell us how that came about and talk a bit about that experience. Yeah. Um, you know, it's funny because it's one of those things where you know, I tell about it and I can make it as short as possible, but really it's probably a journey I think that started very, 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 very long ago, even before we had kids. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, we decided to travel because, you know, really, I could, if I back up a couple of years, a few years, you know, we were living in Edmonton at the time and my kids were six and, well, even before they were six, they were, you know, young age, probably five, just starting school kind of thing. 
and we were doing the regular grind, you know, and yeah, we were, yeah. yeah, you know, <laughs> you, know <laughs> you get into that grinding groove that where you work and you're busy with work. Um, my husband was, uh, he had a business, he was in real estate. He actually started writing on the side, which was, I think, the catalyst for a lot of things. He yeah. had uh, pursuing his love and dream of being a writer. So he had started that on the side as well. And I was working actually for a school, for a private school that my kids also attended. And I love my job. We love the school. We actually had a great school experience. We started, uh, we were, you know, very lucky. The school was a project-based learning school, very child-centered, very, you know, small, warm family environment kind of feel. And my kids loved going there. I loved working there. And so, but I was busy. You know, I, um, my background was in business and I was doing like PR and marketing and admissions for them and a few roles. And, you know, we had that going. My kids attended school full-time. That particular school, it started at age three. And so junior kindergarten, the kids went for two years, junior kindergarten full-time. They had the same school hours as the junior high kids. Um, and then, you know, so they were, you know, I was working, they were going to school full-time. My daughter started there. My son went there from age three all the way through halfway through grade one. And um, we're busy, plus extracurricular activities. You know, they were active. And so by the time you do your you're all of those, your work day, you come home, you go to sports or whatever else they were doing. You make dinner, you go to bed, you get up in the morning and then the weekends were the same. You get up for soccer and yeah. early morning. And, you know, it's by Sunday, I'm like, I just want to lay in the couch, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> get groceries and that's it. Like our weekend's done kind of thing. So, you know, it just kind of was going on like that. And we um, got to a point where my husband and I decided that we needed to and we wanted to reevaluate our family values and beliefs. And if we were, you know, still meeting and living by what we had originally wanted to do when we started a family. And it was pretty apparent that we weren't. And it was important to us that we reconnected and that we start uh, reflecting and, and living by those values and beliefs again. And a big thing was connection, building our relationship. And I mean, starting with our marriage relationship, I think with the busyness and, you know, the grind, you um, become complacent or you become detached, I guess, in mm -hmm. some ways. And we knew that we needed to reconnect. And then, of course, through our reconnection, we needed to reconnect with our kids and we wanted to spend more, build our relationship as a family, really. And so when we had re-looked at these priorities, one of the things that we started doing is remembering our dreams that we had when we first started a family. And one of them was travel. And so we thought, well, you know, when we were, my husband and I had traveled a lot, you know, as by ourselves and together as a couple before and after we were married, you know, actually many, most, the majority of our years before we had kids, we were traveling actually for many, many, many years, either living abroad or backpacking or, you know, traveling on different trips and things like that. As a child, I had traveled a lot. Um, my parents, my dad's from Jamaica, my mom's from Canada, and my dad's work, he worked in the hotel business for a really long time. And so for his work, we traveled quite extensively. And I always felt it was a really a big gift that my parents had given me was the, the chance to live in other places and um, be in someone else's shoes and experience that and see how the rest of the world lives, how it's so similar to myself or us or how it's different. Mm -hmm. And I felt it was a, like one of my, when I think of my, you know, big learning or educational experiences, it was travel for sure. And my husband and I had said we'd wanted to offer that to our kids as well. So we decided to, we said, yeah, let's put that back on our plate. Like, let's put this back on and let's work towards that. So that's when we really decided that we wanted to embrace traveling again. <laughs> so where's, where's long story short. Like how did that work out? <laughs> it worked out really. It's funny because, you know, when we, when we decided to, it's, and it's not like, you know, it's not, and I want to say, you know, people will say, oh my God, you have like so much money that you can just spend on this and go traveling and move, you know, all move and stuff. It's, it, it's not that. That was one of the things we thought, well, one, how are we going to afford it? Right. Mm -hmm. We had bought a, we bought a house. We actually, you know, I do have to say that my son was was we were traveling when our first child was born. So my son was actually born overseas. He was born in Korea. We were ah. living in Asia at the time. Uh, and we actually lived in Korea until he was almost two when we moved back to Canada when he was turning two. 
So, I mean, we had still been in our travel journey when we had started our family, but we very quickly got back into like, quote unquote, regular life in Edmonton uh, when we were back in Canada. Um, And so... um, now I'm like, what? What was what was the question I was asking? Wait, so I, I was just curious where you like how our first the, place, yeah. yeah, the first place you went, you went to, and you know how that kind of transition went. Right. Thanks, Pam. No problem. <laughs> so the the first place we so yeah so we decided you know it was one of those things where we had set a, a goal kind of to reach and yeah. save for to do it and then we realized we are never going to make that goal our kids will be will be you know retired and seniors and our kids will be long you know it's not going to happen anytime yeah. soon so we thought well we'll just take the plunge we'll try it we'll rent out our house sell you know simplify still mm-hmm. a vehicle we had both had a vehicle we sold one of our vehicles got down to one you know we put things in storage and I took a leave of absence from work. So we thought, we'll just go for a few months and try it. We'll go to Jamaica because I, my dad's from Jamaica. We have family there. My dad was living there. We can stay there with family and it'll just, it'll be easier. And this mm-hmm. way, it's an ease into it. And if we can say at least we tried it, if it doesn't work, then at least we tried. We can yeah. come back home, you know, at least we, yeah. we will be happy with that. So, yeah, so I took a leave of absence from work for a few months and my husband was able to, he had enough clients for writing so that he was able to step into writing full time and we decided to go to Jamaica. So that was our first place that we went and we loved it and we spent six months in Jamaica, a little over six months before we went to Asia and Korea. Oh, that's very cool. <laughs> and I love I love the idea of all, all the little steps, right? It yes. doesn't have to be some big gargantuan, you know, throwing everything away. You know, right. and it, you, you set yourselves up wonderfully so that, that you found a way to try it affordably. You know, you went to where there was already family. Um, you know, you were renting out your house. You were storing stuff. Um, he had the the writing which is awesome you know for him to be able to work remotely you know it, it's just all those those little bits that you get a chance to try it out and see and try it yeah. out and see yeah that's awesome yeah and I think that's the biggest thing is sometimes you just have to try and if it doesn't work out that's totally okay but exactly. you know you try yeah. somewhere along the way and then see what works and fits it's it's yeah the it's, there's nothing wrong. You know, if it doesn't work out, you've learned more and back you go and and you've got that experience. And now everybody knows more about themselves because now you know why that didn't work, right? Completely. That's completely it. Yeah. It's so much about the process and experience. Yeah. Yeah. So my understanding is that you guys began homeschooling while traveling because of course it made sense. And then I was wondering how you eventually discovered unschooling and what your family's move to unschooling looked like. Yeah. Um, yeah, we started homeschooling because, exactly, we just thought, well, you know, we, well, there's a few things. I, you know, we just wanted to spend more time together as a family. It was a big factor. Um, we had looked into schools in Jamaica, but um, they just we found homeschooling would be the best fit for us. And it would also allow us to be flexible. If we wanted to travel to the other side of the island or to see other family, then we could do that. Um, so that's when we started homeschooling. And, you know, I had worked in education for quite a while by then. And um, so really, for me, homeschooling then was about replicating school. Mm-hmm. So when we when we got to Jamaica and we were homeschooling, it was very much, you know, we got up in the morning and we did school until lunchtime and, and I had it structured, you know, so my my son's uh, teacher had given me books so that they could finish, he could finish out for the year. Mm-hmm. And we followed that. We had math and I had a timer, you know, so math is a certain time, then my, yeah. phone, my alarm on my phone would go off and then, okay, let's, we're going to switch to writing and then we're going to switch to this. And, you know, so we did that. And my kids, you know, really, we were also very much in the school mindset. So yeah. it was very easy and they we still had fun I mean it was we did it on the deck in the sunshine and or we did it upstairs in the spare room where we kind of had created our own little school room and space and decorated it how we wanted to and so they were enjoying it and then in the afternoons we spent every afternoon at the beach Mm -hmm. and it was just playing enjoying and yeah 
it was it was uh, beautiful. It was really really nice. And sometimes we would you know we would had a lot of people that came to visit us and. We would travel, and so it was really much, you know, it flowed really, really well. And then, you know, I think our unschooling process was more gradual. There wasn't a time where I was like, okay, now we're going to unschool. That's what mm-hmm. we're going to do from now on. It, yeah. was more, it was more a point of um, we just, it, we kind of fell into it over time. And I think I remember one time reading an article about it, and I, and I connected with it, and I thought, wow, that's kind of what we do. Actually, you know, I didn't know it was, I didn't term it unschooling at the time. And, you know, really what happened was, you know, we just became more relaxed about what we did. Um, you know, the times, it's, it, it's those things that you see, right? It's, they were still, you know, enjoying it and having fun from their lessons. But it was those things of like, you know, we had a, there was a guy in my dad's neighborhood, this this Rastafarian guy who actually, you know, he was squatting actually oh. <laughs> in a house in the neighborhood, but he had this herd of goats that would like roam around and they would sometimes get into our yard and we'd have to chase them away. And, you know, he would come and try and grab his, you know, it was just like those little conversations with him and, you know, getting the goats and the cute little, you know, kids, little goat kids and, (laughs) or just on the beach and meeting friends and meeting new people. And we got to, you know, there was regular people we would always see and visit and, you know, visiting, visiting like um, my uh, auntie bunny, like uh, she's, you know, people that are like, their their family we call them family maybe they're not but you know just those and she was older and just just the stories and she would love to have the kids over and you know it just you know those connections and things and and the travels around that were what they really held on to and it wasn't the formal lessons it was those those life experiences that I saw them really growing it was so enriching and then we got to Korea because we moved to Korea after that mm-hmm. and to Seoul. And I think part of it as well was it was such a culture shock in some ways for them. Yeah. Um, just just in the way of we had lived there before. My son had been there before, but he was fairly young when we left. Um, but it was just so different from Jamaica. Like if you want to take two opposite cultures, <laughs> that would probably be it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we went from, you know, the tropics and a yard with lots of space and the beach to hardcore city. We lived right in Seoul. Oh, you know, wow. To, yeah, to an apartment where we had neighbors underneath who were not kid friendly, I would say, you know, so any noise or anything like that, they would complain or, um, you know, it was, not we had a few neighbors, but they, it just happened to be them. <laughs> yeah. The other neighbors were fine, um, but you know things like you know it's busy and it's noisy, and you know there's it was very very different. And I think uh, we needed to take some time to kind of just readjust to that and slow mm-hmm. down on things and and not really have strict lessons per se. Um, and so yeah, so it was over time that we slowed down and we slowed down more and we slowed down more until. Um, you know, until really it was nothing formal, I guess you could say, nothing that resembled a strict school structure anymore. Mm-hmm. Like I had been, I had been in, I, you know, putting on, you know, putting on them for yeah. the, in the beginning. And I think that's kind of how we grew into unschooling. That's so interesting. And, you know, when, when you were talking there before, one of your big goals, right, was to reconnect as a family. Mm-hmm. And and that sounds like like how it, through reconnecting with them and actually spending time with them during the day instead of them being in the classes, you got to see them engaging, you know, yeah. with the world and learning through all, you know, doing it. It's so fascinating to see, you know, doing the lessons in the morning because, you know, the that's what they knew too. That's what you guys knew. You guys were reasonably comfortable with that. But then having the afternoons and, and the times that you took off to be engaging with the world and then you could see them learning and growing so much through all those other experiences. And like you said, just slowly the more formal stuff kind of dropped out because with your time with them, you could see them in action. Does that yeah. make sense? <laughs> yeah, completely. That's exactly it. That's totally it. And I and I think another thing as well is is, you know, and I, you know I know we can talk about this more after too about how it reflects each 
family as well. Mm-hmm. But I think sometimes when you have a formal curriculum or lesson or what, however you want to define it, something that resembles like a, an, a traditional structure of school in the way of timed lessons and timed, times yeah. and evaluations yeah. kind of thing, what happens is um, it's the one person who is the knowledge keeper, the gatekeeper, who then is kind of like, well, here, now I'm going to share this with you. Now it's a time and within this yeah. time or within this lesson. And I think what happens, and it happens so much in travel with traveling, is that you, especially with traveling, you become so in the moment because your senses are so stimulated and, and um, you know, your sight, your t- everything, right? Yeah, everything's new. new. Yeah. Everything's new and you're so there, right there. And it becomes, and even just with, I mean, homeschooling and unschooling, the parent becomes, is a student, you know, it's no longer you're the top down teacher, it's you're learning those life lessons right along with them. Mm-hmm. And there's stuff that, you know, you don't know when you, you know, maybe they know before you do, or, yeah. you know, there's, yeah, yeah. there's so many things to learn that it's, you're the student, you're, you're just as much in that, you know, in, in that with them. You're, you're not the one, the only uh, gatekeeper of knowledge kind of thing. Oh, yeah, that's such a great way to great way to put it. Yeah. Because we come to see that we're, there's so much for us to learn, too, right? That's, that's one of the shifts, I think, because, you know, conventionally growing up, it's like, you know, the, the, the adults know everything. And we can't wait to be an adult where, you know, we're, we're going to be the one who knows and tells other people, you know, what to do, etc. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but that shift to realizing, you know, how big the world is and it's okay to not know things and it's okay to keep learning. That's, that's such a fun discovery along the way, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It definitely is. And it's humbling at times, you know, quite humbling at times too, when, you know, you, you step into it thinking that you should be the one knowing everything and it's a reminder of like, oh yeah, no, I just have so much to learn (laughs) Uh, continuously every day, every year. (laughs) No, that's right. I don't know everything at all. I'll figure it out if I did. (laughs) I love that. It's true. So, so true. (laughs) Now, before, before the call, we were emailing and you described unschooling as being more about the flow of your family. And I, I really love that. I talk about flow quite a bit. Um, and I, so I wanted to dive into that idea with you. I love hearing how people see it. So I wanted to start with the challenge of defining unschooling um, because it's pretty common, you know, I'm sure people have heard me say it lots of times that unschooling looks different for different families, mm-hmm. you know, and on one hand that looks great. That's totally great, you know, because now we're open up. We're not trying to follow some set of rules or it doesn't have to look like it looks in somebody else's family. But on the other hand, that really doesn't help a lot if you're newer to the idea of unschooling and you're just trying to figure out what it is and what does it look like? You know, tell me, tell me. So I was curious what that part of the journey looked for you. How did you get comfortable um, with the idea that that it was going to be different for your family, and how did you discover that? Um, you know, I think it's still continuous. Um, mm-hmm. You know, really, I think it just a big part is getting to know your kids and giving them the time to get to know themselves and getting to know yourself as well. You know, yeah. myself as as parents. Um, you know, and so when you do that. You you see what works and what doesn't work, and you try things, and you know, and then you if it works, you can continue, and if it doesn't, it's you can put it away and try something different. And I see that especially with my kids because they are such as as all kids are, their personalities are very different. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, yeah, I think at some point, you know, especially when you're first starting out, you think that things should be a certain way, and if you follow a certain pattern or certain ideas, then you'll get the specific end result. Yeah. And it doesn't happen. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, in part, because we're all so different, right? And our situations are different. And I think as well, even our environment creates very different meetings for us as well, where we happen to be at a time. Uh, So it's really, you know, it was really trying to get comfortable with the flow uh, in in getting, and especially getting comfortable with myself and my ideas of, you know, what I thought things should be and why I thought things should be a certain way. Um, 
and seeing that there doesn't always have to only be one way. Um, you know, my daughter, for example, she likes, you know, she likes things structured. That's mm-hmm. just, that's just her, you know, and she, like, and she's, she's the one who like her room is, she usually keeps it clean and organized in the way she wants it to be organized. She makes, she has like two calendars in her room. One's a regular calendar where sometimes she'll put dates on there or otherwise she'll have a calendar for them where she'll do like right now, I think she has sticky notes in her room that she puts on her mirror of just kind of like some set things that she has in the week. Like she does gymnastics Mm -hmm. and she sings, she has a voice lessons and she coaches gymnastics as well now. So her time schedules, she puts on there for herself to see and be reminded of. That's Mm -hmm. what she likes. That's her. Um, And so, and she also like, she was the one who said she wanted to do, you know, I think I actually had a workbook left over for my son. My son's the opposite. He's like, you know, I, I can, I can talk about him after too. But <laughs> she, she, um, no, I had, we had this kind of, I had bought it in Korea, I think at this one bookstore and it was like a critical thinking problem solving kind of workbook that I bought for my son and he, he'd never really taken an interest in it. And, but my daughter, I just had kept it and my daughter had taken it out one day and she loved it. Like she was all over it. And she, especially there was these certain, you know, I don't even know the names of them because I've tried to look for more for her. You know, the kind where they give you a problem like there are, um, you know, Joey, Katie, Sam, and they give you six kids that live in a neighborhood and they give certain descriptions, but then you have to figure out what house that they live in by the descriptions that they give yeah. and they leave yeah. stuff out and, you know, those kind of things. There's a lot mm-hmm. of those in there that she loved to do. And so, you know, she was doing stuff like that. And then she wanted me to get her another workbook, which I did, which was more like, you know, reading and writing and math and stuff like that. And at first I was kind of like, oh, this, you know, this isn't unschooling. (laughs) You know, like this might not be like, this is really schooly. Like, you know, and I almost started, you know, she would finish it and, um, she would sometimes want me to sit with her and do it. And that was great. We would sit together or sometimes she would just have her own time and she would take it and just work on it in her room or whenever she wanted to. And she'd want me to get her another one. And for a while I kind of avoided actually getting her stuff like that. Cause I thought, well, you know, maybe this isn't okay in the unschool world. You yeah. know, this isn't really following how unschooling should be because it seems so traditional. But then I realized that, you know, I, I, realize after she because then I then I started to question like is this me putting it on her is this an expectation I have that maybe she's just happy to engage in because she thinks I'll be happy with it yeah so I you know I kind of wanted to step back on that to see if that was really the case as well right yeah Um, because our big our big thing for us for my husband and I is that our kids are you know self-directed learning and that they feel that they have um you know, they're responsible for their learning and that their learning, they can, you know, their, their personal motivations and that they are able to learn on their own. They don't need us to, to, you know, to govern them in their learning kind of thing. And so um, after a bit, I realized that, no, this is just something she really wants to do. She just enjoys, and she doesn't, and it's not like she has to do it all the time, or I say, you have to do it at this time. She just, you know, she has a time when she chooses to do it, she'll do it. You know, so, and and that was something that was different. So, you know, actually come to think of it, I have to buy her. She's done her other ones. (laughs) So I have to get her something new. (laughs) But, um, (laughs) and she's someone, you know, when she finishes them, she, that's it. She's like, I'm done. She puts it away and she never opens it again. (laughs) she'll, She'll do all the pages and she'll do it here and there. Like she won't go from start to finish. She'll do a back page or a middle, you know, she's like whatever catches her interest. And then it's over. And she's happy if I throw it away kind of thing. But then she'll, you know, want to try something new. And, you know, it was kind of like those lessons of, well, one thinking, okay, what's me, my expectations, what's not, and what's, you know, what's something that they want to do. Again, I guess really in some ways it's my expectations again, right? I thought I had this expectation of unschooling, Mm -hmm. but it had to be as well a certain way when it didn't. It really had to, it was really is what works for our kids and our family. And, and my son is, you know, he's, he loves to, you know, he's very active. He's loves to move and roll around and he loves, you know, he, he's into, he loves, he's loves to read. He loves outdoors. He loves fishing and, you know, wildlife and survival. And, you know, he'll be out building a, 
you know, lean to or, you know, cutting branches down and, and carving them up and for his, you know, and building a little tent and, you know, like he's, he's just a different style of learner and that all of that's totally okay. We try and work with and support what, you know, what they want to do. So. Wow. I really love that, Robin. And I love your observation that it's really all about the expectations, isn't it? Figuring all this stuff out. And I mean, I love that you, you questioned yourself, you know, is her interest something as as a reaction to maybe an expectation that she's feeling from me? Right. Right. I mean, that's what happens. Totally. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, you know, it could be the same with your son, you know, if, if your expectation of unschooling was that it looked like him, like the stuff that he was choosing to do, if he felt that, you know, he would feel like he'd need to keep choosing that. You know what I mean? Right. So it right. goes both ways. It's all about um, figuring out how our expectations are kind of getting in the way of maybe our relationships or the way we're seeing things and and really just digging in and getting to to know who we are, right? The expectations of who we think we should be, us and and our children, as adults and our children, and and really discovering who we are instead and how we like to relate to each other instead. And that's where you start to see the flow, isn't it? It is, it is. And you know, and it's not something that either started and ended. It's something yeah. that's continuous. And I yeah. find, especially as they grow and reach certain ages too, because I mean, my son is 12 and my daughter's nine now. So it's like, you know, they their interests change, what they encounter is different. And, you know, so new expectations are coming up for me. You mm-hmm. know, new, um, I wouldn't even say new old beliefs are resurfacing yeah, exactly. as their ages change. And then, so it's, I find it's constant. I actually, and that's one of the things I thought like, okay, and you know, six years, six years in, six years, I I've, again, I've got it all, exactly, <laughs> I'll have it all figured out. Our flow will be amazing every single day. It'll be like perfect and all this sort of stuff. And it's like, no, it's like, you know, now it's a whole new stage now yeah. again, you know, and, and especially as we change too, you know, I, that I'm getting involved in different things that, you know, that brings a different mix into it. And then it's like, okay, what, what's still working and what's not working and what do we need to adjust? And, you know, so it, it's an ongoing process. Oh, absolutely. It's, <laughs> it, it, it's life. And yeah, we're always growing and changing. You know, when that's that's always the way you think you finally got it figured out. <laughs> yeah. And and then and then somebody grows, darn it. Yeah. <laughs> their their interest yeah. changes or my interest changes or you know <laughs> there's there's yeah, always just some little something that's gonna come up. And then especially that's another big one, you know, as your as your oldest starts hitting different ages and different milestones, like you said, that's when these old expectations resurface. We haven't really had to think about them up to this point, right? Because we didn't have a 16-year-old or an 18-year-old or, you know, whatever. And once they start getting closer to these ages, then we have more stuff that comes up for us to work through. So yeah, you're right. As you know, you, you dig into unschooling and you learn about it, but like we said, you're always learning. There's always something. Yeah. Yeah. It's an ongoing journey. It is. Yeah. completely. Well, actually, and that, I was just looking at the next question that how nicely that leads into that because (laughs) (laughs) like I said, that's something I find so fascinating how the flow of our days changes over time. So Mm -hmm. even if it's not these big things, you know, that come popping up for us, that's work for us to process through, like we were saying, even, um, different activities, different interests, waxing, waning, um, all just, just, just life in general, things, things are always come up. And, you know, I, w- I was actually, when I was writing this question, I was, you know, researching river flows. Cause I remember being fascinated a few years ago with the, the life of a river and, you know, how young rivers are straight. And then as they age, they start to meander, um, because the the slope is is worn and you know it's not as steep and and things get in the way and, right. and it was just such a great kind of metaphor for for life too I thought so I just wanted to bring that up and see if that was your experience if you had any stories to share around that 
Yeah, I actually think that's a perfect metaphor because um, <clears throat> interestingly enough, I was actually had a conversation with my mother-in-law the other morning and she had said to me, you know, she'd said, you know, you're this year because I actually started, um, you know, I have a few creative projects on the go and I've been like working, doing some public board work within the community and stuff like that too. So kind of working part-time from home, but also sometimes I have to go out for meetings and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it started last year. So last year was of quite a a transition year for us and it was quite busy yeah. and she said you know this year it actually doesn't seem as busy for you like you don't seem as busy as you were and is your work slowed down or you know what's going on and so I said well you know I realized it was an interesting question to me because then I realized well what happened was um, you know we actually just after the year was done last year as a family we really decided that for this coming year what we wanted to do was slow down Mm-hmm. and that we wanted to spend more time at home. Um, my kids also were very busy because they do a lot of sports. They actually do a lot of activities in the community. So, you know, every we live out of town, about 25 minutes out of the closest town. So they had, I think, sports six days a week last mm-hmm. year pretty well. And then you have, like, travel travel for competitions and tournaments and stuff yeah. like that, right? And it was a lot. And then on top of, you know, my, my work that I was doing and, you know, we all just decided we needed to slow down and this was a year to step back. And, but part of it is I still, my work actually is still the same, but because we were conscious of what our family needed, um, we decided to just organize things differently, um, make sure we had set days where we don't go anywhere, uh, where it's time, you know, home days and we just, you know, our schedule dropped some things from our schedule because that was just something we had to do, you know, and, and you know, slow down, have, you know, a bit of a slow down time in that. And I thought about the rivers because sometimes rivers are rushing, you yeah. know, there's, there's extra rain and there's, you know, especially in Canada here, this yeah. snow melt, snow melt. <laughs> right? You have big snow winters and then those rivers that sometimes seemed almost dry, you know, and low the year before are all of a sudden raging and going yeah. quickly and taking things with them and, you know, running and they're high, they're running really high. And in some ways I kind of felt like that was our last year. Mm-hmm. And, and now, you know, maybe, you know, we tried to really bring a bit of a dry season, I guess, in a way so that our river is slowing down and it's not taking as many things with it. <laughs> really, you know, that's our flow starting for this year is that um, being better organized and then keeping that in mind and conscious of what we want to do. And, and so therefore, you know, we, we've scheduled things differently and we just seems like, you know, our mindset, our shift is there as well. Mm-hmm. And we want to have more room for conversation, which I think for us as well is a big part of our learning experience is our conversation with each other and as a family with the kids. It's a huge part of the enrichment of their learning and our learning. And when we're busy and we're not home and we're not together, um, those conversations can happen. So it was important for us to, you know, reevaluate, okay, what is one of our priorities as well and get back to that. So that's how our river is flowing now. And uh-huh. we're really happy with it. Um, and it's very different from how it was flowing last year. And, but that's totally okay because it also created new things for us. I think it created new grooves. <laughs> the yeah. way it was rushing, you know, right? It, it took some things away that we didn't need anymore. You know, sometimes those pebbles and trees get uprooted that, yeah. you know, it didn't really need to be there. And now it's, you know, kind of a, a fresh slope there and um, leaves room yeah, for other things. Or else exactly. it, exactly. it, makes a, it makes a new turn because stuff exactly. gets deposited. Yes, exactly. That's exactly it. Yeah, no, I love that. I love that. And and I, I love how you guys, you know, I'm sure everybody was happy with the stuff that they were doing last year. And, but then you guys noticed and you took stock and you, you had conversations about it. That's another really big thing was, it was the processing just through being around each other and having time for those conversations. That was something that surprised me as the kids got a bit older was how much kind of downtime or or maybe open time you know, yeah. unscheduled time yeah. um, that they, that they wanted. 
Yes, right? that's right. To, yeah. to be able to, because you can't like say, okay, now's conversation time. Let's everybody sit down. <laughs> Let's sit down. And it's house. 10 o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> There's your chair. There's my chair. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, man, the conversations about? are amazing when, you know, you both end up in the kitchen making a cup of tea or, or a yeah. sandwich or something you know, and, and things come up, kind of giving them just, just the space to blossom a little bit, right? Conversations find themselves. Yeah, completely. Or even watching a movie or, I mean, we we actually had no power yesterday. It was a scheduled power outage Uh because living in the country that, that happens. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And so it was like, you know, my kids pulled out a DVD and we, you know, they, I, I had actually had to run into town and came back and they were watching The Incredibles on DVD. We still, I didn't even know we still had it on DVD. Yeah. And, you know, there was still some battery in the computer. So they were snuggled on the couch under blankets and watching that. And I joined them. And then we, Planet Earth was another, DVD, you know, we had those still, the DVDs from Planet Earth. So we pulled that out and watched that. And then like, you know, all new conversations start because we watched deserts. And so it was talking about Mongolia and how hard it was to film the camels there. And, you know, then that, yeah, exactly. Then that leads to whole other conversations that lasted well into the evening as well. So, yeah. 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 That's what you said, allowing that space, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and isn't it so interesting, like, you know, watching a movie, you know, like, like The Incredibles or the documentaries, but watching them a few years later when, when we're all different people, we make different connections with them each time. Right. So it's, it's always interesting conversation, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Yeah. And that's interesting that you say that too, because that was one of the conversations was when was this, like, how old is this actually? (laughs) You know, it's a new realization that this isn't as current as they thought it was. And huh, okay. You know, and so, so is it still like that right now? And you know, it's, yeah, it's interesting because they thought from a different, a different set of eyes as well. Yeah, yeah, that's such a great point. Now, I was curious what your favorite thing about the flow of your unschooling days is right now. Hmm, my favorite thing. I, I don't know. Like it, I think I have a different favorite thing as the day, you know, depending on the day, right? Yep, so, yep. Um, before when it was, you know, before we had snow and we had a little bit more of a, you know, some fall weather, it was going outside with the leaves turning and just walking around outside in the yard and with all the animals snuggling with the cats and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. now that it's getting cooler and it's kind of, you know, hunkering down a little bit and being inside and, you know, the kids are cooking and baking more again, I find that we're inside. So, you know, enjoying their treats. And my kids made dinner last night, which was pretty nice. And, yeah. you know, just being the helper to them and, you know, things like that, doing things together. And um, also, you know, it's also giving room for them to, because also as well, it's a bit slower. So spend more time with some friends, you know, that they have. I think my, that's what my daughter and I were talking about before, before I came on was uh, she's going to go to her friends next week for a sleepover for their birthday. And, you know, being able to connect with some friends that, you know, we were a little bit busy last year. So mm-hmm. that, you know, doing things like that has been really reconnecting with those other relationships outside of the family as well. That's been really important. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. It, it's it's fun to see, um, well, I guess flow is a good word, how, how our connections can flow as well. Not just, just our days, but our connections with um, with other people, with our interests, and and with the seasons too. How things can yes. flow that way, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. Now, as I mentioned before, you host the podcast, Honey. I'm homeschooling the kids. I still love it. <laughs> <laughs> so, I would love to hear the story behind that project. How did that come about? Um, well, that project was, I see, a couple years in the making. It, and I think it first started probably when we first started homeschooling because when we were living in Jamaica, um, and I think all as well, it was, a, it was a place that we were, uh, you know, how you have questions that come up, right? You, yeah. things happen and you're like, does this happen for everybody? Or should I be thinking this? Or mm-hmm. why am I thinking this? Or, you know, I, I'd like some ideas on different things. And it was hard for me to find community to connect with and get answers or to talk to, you know, talk things through. Um, it was, you know, six years ago, it's funny how things, we were talking about tech earlier, right? And yeah. 
it moves so quickly, but and only six years ago, there's been a lot of changes in six years. Like when I, it seems like when I first started, there weren't as many blogs on home education or unschooling or podcasts or things that, you know, books and things that were as mm-hmm. available now. And um, I was really searching. I was having a hard time finding things. And so, you know, I thought of, you know, how, how am I going, how, what are some ways I can better connect and build more community? Um, and so I mean, when we moved to Korea, we actually were very fortunate because we had, we ended up making some great friends with some other homeschooling families. And there was a few of us that were extremely close and we, and our kids were friends and we did a lot of things together. And having that community from not having any community when we were in Jamaica, a homeschooling community, yeah, um, made a big difference. And, and we wanted to, you know, for each of us as well, we would always comment about how, you know, we were all in the right place at the right time and we connected and met and uh, we had some great, we still have some strong, very good relationships. And um, even though many of us have moved to other countries, but, um, and then coming to Canada, I live in the North. Um, It's, for any, if anyone that's familiar with Canada, most of the population in Canada lives within, I don't know what, Pam, two hours of the U.S. border, I would yeah, say. Yeah, or, no, it's true. Yeah. Really? I do. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Pam, Pam does. She knows. I think she understands. So, you know, once you get, you know, once you get further north up to a certain point, it becomes quite sparsely populated. Yeah. Um, I'm from Edmonton, which is our closest major center. I'm six hours drive by car. Wow. So I was north of Edmonton. So, um, you know, there's a strong community here. Actually, there's very many families that are home educating here, um, but we're just not all close together. We're quite spread out. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so it was one of those things where I had, I love listening to podcasts and I, you know, one of the, I say to my husband, oh, I wish there was this podcast, more podcasts for homeschooling. I'm searching and I want more, you know. Yeah. And he, his reaction was like, why don't you start one? Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Why don't you start one? <laughs> you know, that was always, I think you should start one. <laughs> and so, you know, and those, those, oh, I can't, I could, I don't know how to do, you know, I don't know. I can't, I couldn't, I would never be able to do this. Or, you know, those, those yeah. doubts that you have in the beginning. And uh, yeah, I actually first started connecting with a friend who actually lives in Florida and we had first kind of researching, researched and planned to start one together. And then as things happen, it just, you know, I think it was just, yeah, I had set that intention long ago and it slowly, the seed was growing and growing and built. And yeah, so then a year ago, I, I fully launched it. And I mean, I, it's to help others, but it really it was to help myself to better, to connect more with community and mm-hmm. to or people and and I I love 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 hearing about others' journeys and experiences and that's totally something that's just and I think that's one of the reasons why I love traveling yeah. is to see different perspectives and the different ways people live and their ideas and how it can be so different from mine but yet so similar yeah. in so many ways and I just love that and I wanted more of that to hear and connect with uh, more on that so. That's how Honey, I'm Homeschooling the Kids got started and still going. And it's yeah. a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> it is, right? I, and I totally connect with you over the idea. Like, I just love talking to other people and hearing, hearing their stories, hearing how they came to it, hearing how they see it through, through their lens. You know, it's, it's fascinating stuff. And, and, foundationally, like you said, you know, there, there is so many connections and similarities, um, you know, within the foundation, within, you know, being human, yet seeing all the, di- like every call, every person's experience is different. Like we were talking about it, unschooling looks different in different families because every one of us is a unique, unique person, a unique uh, collection of experiences and strengths and weaknesses and personality and everything and how we are in the world is different. And it's so fascinating, isn't it? It is. It is so fascinating. And, and, you know, it's wonderful because now there is so much more offered and available, uh, Mm -hmm. which I think is fantastic and I hope it continues to grow. But it is really cool hearing from like, 
you know, I've, I've had messages from people in Sri Lanka or, mm-hmm. you know, in Malaysia or, you know, even, you know, some of my old friends that are in Korea or in the United States or, you know, talking to others in England or, you know, and it's, it, it's the same. It's like hearing, okay, this is really different for you guys. You know, this is fascinating. Yeah. At the same time, there is this common, there's still sometimes this common thread that, you know, our, we're all human beings, right? We all have our fears and our desires and our, you know, our want for connection and, and our, you know, certain beliefs that carry throughout that, you know, we want for our families or for our kids or, you know, it's, yeah, it is really, really fascinating and I love it. I think that's what's so beautiful about life, you know, and it's, it's always that learning experience. You know, I, I look at it as I'm a student yeah. And I tell my kids that too. And everything we do, I'm the student as well. And this has been a huge, you know, just even with the podcast, learning about this, you know, the technical aspects of it. But again, connecting with other people and hearing their stories. I'm just, you know, I'm the student. I, I learn something from every single person I talk to. Mm-hmm. I learn something new, always. And it's never like, oh, yeah, I knew this before. I heard this before. And there's always something new that I learn and take away from Exactly. I love that. There's always some new connection, some new kind of new way of looking at something. A new piece falls into place every single time because it's just so fun to chat about, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah, it is. It completely is. Yeah. Noel, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me today, Robin. It was really fun and I appreciate it. Thank Thank you. you. You're always awesome, Pam. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I love chatting with you. (laughs) I know. It's so fun. Thank you. (laughs) And before we go, where's the best place for people to connect with you online and find your podcast? Well, iTunes is always the best way. Honey, I'm homeschooling the kids. Uh, you can connect with me on the, there if you want to listen to the podcast. Obviously, I'm all, all on all Google Play and Stitcher. I have the website as well, Honey, I'm homeschooling the kids, but it's actually I'm homeschooling.com. I M H O M E S C H O O L I N G.com. Uh, and you can find my email on there, which is Robin at I'm homeschooling, R O B Y N. You can also follow me on Instagram. We have Honey I'm Homeschool at Honey I'm Homeschooling the Kids. Or if you want to follow our personal unschooling journey, I really I document a lot of that on Instagram. And my personal page is called uh, Unschooling Robin R O B Y N. You can follow me on Instagram there. And we have a Facebook page for Honey I'm Homeschooling the Kids, and I just have my personal Facebook page. But really, Instagram is probably the best way, or the website too. If you want to email me or connect with me, you can definitely do so there. That is awesome, and I will have links to all that stuff in the show notes for people. <laughs> Fantastic! Thank you. Uh, thanks so much, Robin. Have a great day. Thanks you too, Pam. We'll talk soon. Thanks for listening. I hope you found it helpful. You might also enjoy the backlist episodes at livingjoyfully.ca forward slash podcast. While you're there, be sure to check out my book, The Unschooling Journey, A Field Guide. Inspired by Joseph Campbell's Hero's Journey framework, the book is a weave of myths, contemporary stories, and tales from my own journey. It's not a how-to book. No two paths through the world of unschooling have the same twists and turns. Yet, having a general sense of where you are on your journey can bring valuable insight as you navigate the challenges that will inevitably appear. Remember, you are the hero of your story.